You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. That's my line, but okay. Go for it. Welcome to Band Geek. <laughs> I'm Richie Castellano, and today with me is my wife, Anne-Marie Castellano, and this is the first time we've ever done a show with just the two of us. Yeah. So, um... I've, I've been a periphery character. I've been a periphery character. So, um, what we're doing today is another Q&A. Last time it was uh, me and Jarrett, and people had a lot of fun with that. And we're doing another one right now. And there was also a few people that couldn't join us, and they asked questions as well. Uh, but in case you guys just want to hang and watch us do it, um, and for those of you listening... Do what, Richard? The podcast. Okay. Um, for those of us... <laughs> for those of us... For those of you, excuse me... Uh, who are just listening to this, you know, when you normally listen to the podcast after we've recorded it, uh, we are live right now on twitch.tv. And um, as you may know, I've been experimenting with a few different platforms. Uh, I'll probably settle on one soon, but, you know, I think it's cool to try some things out and try some new tech. I'm, I'm all about that and testing gear and testing services, so that's cool. I've seen it. Yeah. So um, we're going to be doing that, but just to get started, and if you guys have questions, we do have a few people in the room right now. If you have questions, feel free to ask, and uh, if not, we'll just go and start talking about what we were going to talk about anyway. What are we going to talk? What are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about why your voice sounds like uh, you're 12. Oh, fun! Like I'm a 14 year old boy. Well, yeah. this is it's because it's May. Um, is it just because of allergies? No, no, no. I've been working a lot. Yeah. That's and that was thank you for the segue. So yeah, the, <laughs> the um, Anne Marie works at an undisclosed um, high school, and <laughs> she is their choir director. So that's why Anne Marie is uh, is that's why she sounds like this. Uh, hello, Peggy. We have Peggy here. We have Michelle K. Williams here, and we have Nathan here. Nathan. And anyone else, uh, if you want to introduce yourself, we'll give you a little shout out. So, um, now, normally what choir directors do, because I've seen a few shows, and I'm sure, you know, some of you have had to go to your family members, young family members' high school shows or friends or whatever. Oh, Joel's here. Hey, Joel. What's up? What's up, Joel? And, uh, you know, a lot of choir directors, they'll pick a song, like a sort of pop song, or if it's like a holiday show, like Christmas songs, and they'll have a bunch of kids all sing the songs in unison. I've seen it. And it's lame. And it's obnoxious. But uh, what Anne-Marie does, and what I'm really impressed by, is that she actually arranges these beautiful choral arrangements of everything. Hey, Bill. Hi, Bill. And uh, so I've been going to see these for the last few years, and she's been doing this for how many years now? This is my fourth... This, the microphone. This is my fourth year. It's my eighth concert. So... After eight concerts, she really has it down, and 
also these students this is the first time because she took over four years ago this is the first time every student she had in her choir was her student yeah this was this was a big year for me because these are the when i first started at the school they were freshmen i was a freshman technically and i've seen them from freshman year to senior year whereas before i you know when i first started i inherited a bunch of students who were used to another person the way he did things and um, I was met with some resistance and for some people I was met with open arms and you know, it's a learning process, but I mean, I, I love these kids. I, I love them. They're wonderful. They're absolutely wonderful. I wish I could brag about them, but I can't disclose names. <laughs> She's protecting the innocent. <laughs> I'm protecting and myself. So I, uh, you know, I've been seeing these and, and her arrangements have, well, I know when you first started, your arrangements were very ambitious, but now I feel like you have a good balance of ambitious and knowing what your singers can actually do. Well, that, that's a big part of it. So, like, for example, um, in the beginning, a lot of it, like, I was using repertoire they had done before. I was, you know, researching, finding repertoire, things like that. And nothing's so... I don't know how many of you are familiar with choral arrangements, but you go out there and there's this one guy who kind of owns the business. I'm not going to say his name, abbreviation MH, but he, he kind of owns the whole choral arrangement business. And what happens is you get... Uh, Marvin Hamlish. Yes, him. Yes, precisely. <laughs> um, and what happens is, is you get like Blackbird or like some awesome, awesome, awesome song or, you know, a song that clearly has very specific harmony parts like if i picked because by the beatles so if i look i look up this arrangement of this song and they just completely flatten out all the rhythms like we did man in the mirror they flatten out all the rhythms they make everything whack they make everything completely yeah, whack but you know, with are... no groove Here... it's terrible listen there's a way to navigate groove and having 40 people sing at the same time there's a way to do it mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, don't cut corners on harmony. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. So what happened was I started handwriting arrangements. And then a couple of years ago, Richie for Christmas got me Sibelius. And at first I was like, I can't use Which you this. were very resistant to. I, everything you get me, I'm resistant to. And now I use it all the time. I got quick at it. But it's there's a big learning curve. When I met you, you were very resistant to me. Yes. So I learned that that's the, the trend. Yes, yes. Okay, go on. Yes. Um. <laughs> So I, at first I was really slow at it. I was like, ah, I can't use this. I'd rather write by paper, you know, handwriting. And I prefer handwriting things. It just feels better. You feel more connected to the music. Um, and uh, But the, these arrangements just were not cutting it. I just had to start writing and I had to do them with such frequency. Most of what you heard at the concert were, was my arrangements. I know because I see you doing it all the time. Oh, yeah. So I'll be sitting there on the couch in um, my pajamas and, you know, copious amounts of tea cupcake wars on the television cupcake wars on silent in the background and snacks scattered all around me different versions of music <laughs> hold but, on how does this thing work are there snacks from the dave B hey show? dave i know who that is <laughs> what up dave um no there are no snacks unfortunately if you, unless you brought your own you can yeah we haven't figured out that willy wonka thing where he teleports the chocolate do you bar guys yet. watch cupcake wars i just want to know because I usually don't watch shows like that, but because it's on all day long, it's I can't stop watching and, and it And Chopped and Kitchen Nightmares. It's great. No, the Food Network is great because I love food and I love to eat food and I love to watch people make food and I want to learn how to make food myself and I just can't eat all that food. So <laughs> it's good to, like I have it in the background. Also, oh, uh, Peggy watches Cupcake Peggy Wars, watches, so you know, you know what we're talking about. But the dramatic music, man, that's too much. It's too much. It's like, dong. 
you know, I didn't like your maple buttercream that much. It was a little too sweet. Boom. It's not that dramatic. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did not like the maple buttercream on your... Uh, like it's Tron. It's ridiculous. Hoping for a Mountain Dew. Sorry, sorry. I want Mountain Dew too, but I, I'm clean for two months now. Oh, Dave had Nunzios. Nunzios, a call back to the Band Geek Staten Island Pizza episode, Nunzios. A call back to the greatest pizza on the island. So, mm. anyway, Anne Marie uh, did this concert with her kids, and for the first time ever, she asked me to join it. Yeah. Um, so, what, what had happened was, I've been kind of close. And I'm just trying to navigate no. the story back to me. So, no, I'm going. <laughs> okay. Well, I have student musicians. So, um, oh, hi, Jared. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Nice. Keep making bad jokes. The nice. No. You're fun. Your jokes what, are lovely. What, for, I love you. For those of you listening in the future, um, <laughs> what's happening right now yeah. is that uh, we're on Twitch and we're seeing people chat with us. And um, Jared Kazoo Pressman just... Uh, <laughs> Just, is that his official name? I don't know. His, his handle is, is more kazoo. Jarrett Muff Kazoo Pressman. Yeah, so he's and he's going to be heckling, heckling us because I used Halloween music just now. I, I played some John Carpenter. Okay. Okay, anyway. But, <laughs> but um, so what I want get, to get to is I thought what you did was really impressive, um, but you gave me sort of a tall order uh, as a guitar player. It's one song. No, no, it, yeah, it's one song. <laughs> with with three sounds in it, so um, that was a little bit of a challenge, but it was fun, and I like I like stuff like that. And ever since I, you know, every guitar player gets their first amp and their first guitar, and they and they and then you get a pedal or something like that. When I was when I actually built my first rig, I wanted to be able to hit a button and be able to get a completely different sound. And a lot of pedal boards. Uh, can't do that. I mean, now they they st- now they can because you have these um, preset based loopers. Not going to nerd out on that. Not going to get into that. But I always liked you know when I'm doing uh, who's that? Oh, Josh. Hey, Josh. Oh, Josh is on. What's up, buddy? He's going to his guitar lesson. Oh, from Australia. Wow, very wow. cool, man. What time is it over there, man? Oh yeah, Josh asked you a question. Yeah, on, on Facebook, I saw. And, and I'm we're going to get to that. that. We're going to get to that in a sec. Um, so anyway. When I was building uh, my rig, I wanted to be able to do that, and it was very important to me. And 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 I've been in a lot of cover bands over the years, and that's always important to me that like I go for the sound because to me, learning the song is one thing, but if you can really if you can really like nail that sound and get it in there, like you're just going over the top, you know what I mean? And you're just going an extra mile. Oh, it is currently 10:40 a.m. in Australia. Wow. Good morning. Richie is never gonna finish this story. That's what Dave said. <laughs> Dave who? <laughs> it's Dave. Oh. I don't know. Can I say your last name? Because I know who you are. Oh, it's that Dave? Yeah, it's that Dave. Hi, Dave. Anyway. Uh, what's the... F- <laughs> so- Richie's never going to finish the story. <laughs> what, was the fir- uh, what, what was the first song in the Bowie tribute you did? Um, she did a Bowie okay, tribute. Okay, so he's... I've been trying to... Yeah, okay. So I, I, all the girls asked for a David Bowie tribute right after he passed away which i thought was super cool that high school girls even knew who he was cared who he was that was very impressive to me so um we did the first song we did was life on mars um the second song we did was changes uh which we did on band geek with brandon 
uh, Etheridge. We did, um, after that, we went into Space Oddity. And then after that, we finished off with Heroes. What's the first? It's uh, C. It's uh, C. Oh, no, no, no. Um, no, you come in. You come in on a B-flat. Wait, so uh, it goes, I got to think through the chords in my head. So it's C. I think you come in on E flat over B flat. Yep. If you want, I'll play it on piano right now. Would you like me to play it? No, no, I come in. Okay. Or I can just play it. So she had me going from this sound to the same song. Look at those cavemen go. It's the freaking show. Take a look at the lawman beating up the wrong guy. And then she had, you know, changes, you know. Um. You weren't really playing on changes, though. I just play, I just play that, that whole thing, you know. The lines. During the bridge, the strange fascination. Strange fascination. Fascinating me. Dum, 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 dum. Yes, uh. Changes are beginning. The place I'm going to. Changes. So we did that. And uh. So it goes, time can't change me. But you can change time two times down. I said that time may change. Right into space hot. So then I had to go from that right to this. So how I do that, this is a Line 6 Variax. I've used it on the show before. And it has an Ethernet cable. And this is a digital guitar. So I have like 16 or so guitars in here. There's a little knob that says things on it. Yeah, tunings cool. and stuff like that. Different tunings. So here, guitar plays guitars. like this. Oh, that's so weird because like you can hear it in the microphone, like the actual tuning of it. Ooh. Ooh, the so. <laughs> oh, I know who that is. One of my students is on here. Shh! Not supposed to tell anybody. Talk. Hello, student. You did a wonderful job. Hi, friend. So they did that. So I went from that, and then you know the um um. To Major Tom Ground control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on Ground control to Major Tom yeah, she had, she had the whole choir sing, though. It was really the cool. The countdown. It was yeah. really... I had all the sopranos sing it in, like, super quiet head voice, so it sounded... This whole song was super ghosty. It sounded creepy. It sounded... I was just going to say It sounded so creepy, and it was so amazing. Maybe we'll put a clip of it up there uh, at the end of the podcast or something, but um, we did that, and the, just the change from changes... Go figure. Just changes into Space Oddity. The way the girls handled it was beautiful it was just haunting especially with with the you know the auditorium reverb it's always the greatest um oh check this out when we went to that like a little breakdown in the middle oh the uh, space so i said i go to them i go hey 
You guys need to make as much weird noise as possible. I want this to sound like really creepy, like you're taking off in space, you know, and lift off. And then the... I had the bass doing slides. I had the piano doing some weird rumbly chromatic thing. I almost cried the first time you guys did that. I actually started to tear. It was so cool. It was so cool. It was so, so cool. It was so cool. So I had these... But that's why I'm hoarse, Dave asked. A while ago that's why I'm hoarse because I've been doing like six hour rehearsals for two weeks with 40 high school girls in a very noisy auditorium and then I had like crazy weddings we'll talk about that later but I've, I've been a busy girl so allergy uh, season. the Dave B show wants to know if if I know Jerry Leonard I do not um I should probably know that he though, right? He toured with him, he said. That's cool. Jerry Leonard was apparently, according to Dave Bomundo, uh, Jerry Leonard was David Bowie's musical director for a while and toured with him for most of the O's of the 2000s. The O's. Ooh. <laughs> um, but then there was another tune we did. Um, oh, we also did like, uh, you, did, you guys did Something's Got a Hold on Me, which I thought was great. Oh, yeah. So a couple years ago, um, my, I was aware of this song because my band made me learn it, but the... Whoa, sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. And it's Etta James, but they sampled, Flo Rida sampled that one thing and then he rapped some nonsense later. And um, and I was like, I want to know what that song is for real. So I, I went and I found it and I was like, that was actually the first thing I ever taught at the school was a three-part harmony. That was my, that was my test lesson. That got me the job, teaching really? that song. Yeah, that, oh. that song got me the job. The principal said right there, she's like, in front of the whole class, she's like, so if you want the job, we'd like you to start like tomorrow. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no lesson plans at all. But it's in D flat, and it's like just a grooving, jamming awesomeness. Oh, sometimes I, I get a good feeling, yeah. Yeah. I get a feeling that I never, 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 never had before. No, no. Just gotta tell you right now that a uh, it's like whole notes. I believe. Am I whole? <laughs> you gotta be oats. Your horse and oats. <laughs> I really do believe that. One, two, three, four. Something's gotta hold on me. Yeah. Oh, it must be love. Oh, something's gotta hold on me right now, child. Oh, it must be love. Let me tell you now. I feel so strange Everything about me seems to have changed If I die, if I only could I sure feel strange, but it sure feels good I said, oh, 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 oof Oh, no Blow up the microphone <laughs> No, that was my voice blowing up itself <laughs> Sorry, you, you sing with no voice, you still sing better than me So, oh, it must be love. so we did that, and then she did this country song. And the house that built me, Miranda Lambert. Check this out. Check this out. So it's like an acoustic-y, kind of plucky. Ooh. Is there an acoustic that I can play? Nope. So you're not just making whale sounds? Captain, there be whales. <laughs> So it was a very cool show, and and there were a couple of musicians in the audience, and they kept asking me like, "How many guitars did you bring?" 
Oh, it's yes, Jarrett. That's what it sounds like. Cats in space in a pool. He just depped at that. I, yeah. Right? 11 seconds later, dip. Come on. So that was that. Um, now I want to get to um, Josh Batten's questions. Josh, our, our Australian friend who is also, I believe, from Facebook, if I'm remembering this correctly, is working on his own music. Yes. And uh, <laughs> there it is, Jared. Dip. Yep. Dip. That's Jared's <laughs> noise. Um, so Josh wanted to know. Uh, oh, John Johnston, hello. Hello, John. Josh, we still love you. Uh, that's all the time we have. And, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> you stink, Richie. Um, so Josh Batten wanted to know about you, uh, and your influences if you rely more on musical theater or rock or Wait, let me pull up the actual question i have it right i have it you screenshot it because someone sent you a message no i have a facebook app on my phone yeah whatever That's egocentric all right all right all I'm getting the questions. Just I'll, I'll give play me some, a second. I'll play some. Uh, I'll take care of that, Richie. And I'm here. Okay. Right. Josh Batten asked, "How much of your musical upbringing was based on rock as opposed to pop and musical theater?" Okay. So, um, I started singing, I guess, in church because I went to Catholic school briefly. Um, but musical theater. Musical theater is how it started. Everything started musical theater. Um, I did every play I could get my hands on, and then some. I did, like, summer theater, kids on stage, shout out, rep. Probably nobody's listening, but kids on stage changed my life. Actually, do you know who ran kids on stage for a while? Ingrid Michelson. Really? She ran it after... Staten Island's own Ingrid Michelson? Yes. Um, after my tenure there, uh, my three-year middle school tenure, um, she she took over after Mike Russ left. Oh, we all loved Mike Russ so much. He was so wonderful. Um... Did a lot of theater, a lot of theater in high school. Kind of lost the taste for it after high school. And um, that's when I started listening to rock music. I mean, not I'm sorry, singing rock music. I really um, didn't sing any rock music, especially not convincingly. I think the most rock I could have gotten was like maybe the off Led Zeppelin song or something. But I mean, when I was young in high school like that's what I was listening to I was listening to Zeppelin I was listening to Metallica I mean I think it was my job in high school to sing all the guitar solos my friends couldn't play um so I would just crash band rehearsals and kind of scream the guitar solos in the back Um, actually when I met you I was able to play like obscure guitar solos and you knew every one of them like what um they're that obscure huh oh I have to I have to play one now yeah okay let's see you know is this Stump the Amory? Okay, an obscure guitar solo. Man, now I'm, I'm on the uh, on the spot here. Well, I don't know how obscure this is going to be, but okay. I have no voice right now. Okay. You want a hint? That's um that's a uh, white room. I know what that is, please. I know what it is. I just don't know what verbatim. That's pretty good. Uh, oh, we have another question uh, from Dave. What's your favorite Rush tune, and have I ever tackled them on the podcast? We did, uh, what's that song? 
Free Will? No, we didn't do Free Will. We did... Uh, closer to the Heart. Closer to the Heart with Danny Miranda. I don't actually know To forge a new reality. Closer to the Heart. Closer to the Heart. I backed up as much as I could. You're breaking everything in my studio. My voice is broken. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, we did that. Go back, uh, Dave. It's one of the. It's probably like episode four or five. Yeah, or something. it was like one of the first ones we did. Yeah, and it's back when we had one camera on every uh, podcast. So it's Andy's poor wife Brandy just trying to move the camera around and get everybody in <laughs> one frame. That was that was miserable. I'm glad we started doing multiple cameras. My favorite Rush song, though, that's tough. I mean, the first, okay, so the first band I was in with Damien and Adam and uh, Adam Hecht, who was on the podcast, Damien, who's been talked about on the podcast, and um, Dave DiMarzio uh, was Spirit of Radio, we did. And that was really, really fun. I mean, I love that song. I that's probably Will. my favorite Rush song, too. Yeah, Spirit of Radio, Free Will, I love. Um, I like, how do you say that one? Entre New? I love that song. I like, um... I like Free Will. I like playing that song. Yeah. More than listening to it. Yeah. Because when I played it, it was a lot of fun to play. Um, but I think I played that in a band. Me and Andy did a one-off gig prog rock band live on Staten oh, is that Island. the one where you guys did In the Cage? We did it with... Whoa. There's some video of it online. We did it, it was me, Danny Miranda, Andy Ascalise, and our friend Rob Kipp, who we haven't had on the... Uh, on the, <laughs> on the show. I'm We're gonna, reacting I'm gonna, to comments. I'm going to read this. Jared should do Tom Sawyer. It's, I'm sorry, Jared. I think it's pronounced Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Um, or Spirit of Radio. Everyone except Richie. It's a quote that Jared's, Jared's speaking for the people right now. Speaking for the people. He thinks that he should do Tom Sawyer. All right. I'll just pretend that didn't happen and we'll go. <laughs> well, we were in the middle of replying to Joshua's question. Yes. Um, so... Musical theater, then rock, and then I would sing guitar solos. And you were you started playing White Room. We went on a tangent. Who's your okay? Well, who who was your favorite singer in the rock vein? Let Let's start with in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning was probably Robert Plant. Right, huge, huge, huge influence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I he sang notes. I I still hold to this. He sang notes that didn't exist. Now I know that they were in between notes, like like. In between. Now I studied, and now I know. But no, but I love that. I love that. Samantha. Sam, Sam, Sam. Okay. So my best friend from like middle school, who we used to just music all the time, just logged on, and she just asked me what our favorite, what my favorite Aerosmith song is. I went to my first concert with her, and it was an Aerosmith concert. And we saw them probably 15 times after that. And um, we used to sit. She had this awesome grand piano. We used to sit in, in her house and just like blast through the entire Celine Dion book, blast through the entire Aerosmith book, and blast through the entire Jekyll and Hyde book. And we just and she's a brilliant singer and a brilliant piano player. Sounds she's like incredible. a good time. Oh man, it was great. It was like the greatest thing you could do at eleven. We're doing she was like brilliant. Brilliant. She is brilliant. Are you still playing, Sam? Please tell me you're still On playing. On piano? Yeah. Well, she sang crazy. Can good. you come over and do the podcast, please, Sam? <laughs> Please, 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 please. So, uh, well, first let's finish um, Joshua's qu- uh, question. So your favorite, after Robert Plant, when when you were singing rock for a while, who became your favorite rock singer or singers? Well, I'd say Freddie Mercury, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, can't be touched. Uh, 
Ann Wilson, Paul Rogers. That's just as far as rock goes. Yeah. Um. I mean Bruce Dickinson. Like, how do you? The I mean, Bruce Dickinson? The Bruce Dickinson. Man, I love that man. <laughs> I love him. I love everything about him. He's just the coolest ever, and he's so good. He's so good. I So much. Now, but yeah, like, I mean, the rock stuff didn't happen until I was, like, probably, like, as far as singing rock. I dabbled in it when I came to see you at Dock Street when I was 16 and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, but I wasn't singing rock until, like, I was, like, 18. It was all, it went musical theater, musical theater, musical theater, jazz, some coffeehouse singer-songwriter stuff, um, rock and beyond. Rock, opera, everything out, just rounded The out. other part of, of Josh's question was that you are making an album right now, and what's going on with that? I mean, I hear you, I hear you working on it down here, but I haven't been prying and bothering you about it, so what's going on? Well, with the album, okay, so as you can tell, my voice is a hot mess. Um, what happened was... Two years ago, I lost my voice pretty bad. Like two Novembers ago, I lost my voice pretty bad. Didn't come back until about three months ago. All I had left to do two years ago was vocal tracking and like the odd instrument. You know, like I just did a session with my friend Phil. Um, he played trombone on one of the songs. And I was, um, he did such a good job and I'm ecstatic. And I can't wait to dig into that. But I've just been really strapped for time and my voice is... Again. Let me cut in here for a second because um, I know a lot of people assume that like Oh, when a girl is doing an album and her significant other has a studio, he's recording it and he's doing this stuff. Let me tell you, Amory goes down here and with, with someone to, to work on something and like do an overdub session, I leave. Like she, yeah. you know, I said, here you go. Here's the studio. I actually can't work when you're home. It's hard. It's hard for me to work when you're home. I get it. Like, and that's why I'm just giving you privacy. I but I, so, it. so Thank when you. I taught you self-reliance, <laughs> um, <laughs> Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Anybody? Um, Last Crusade. So, um, yeah, because when when she says that, and when she writes on her CD that engineered by Anne Marie Castellano, like she is engineering it, she's actually doing it. You know, figuring it out as I go. Oh, hey, the lizards. What's up? Is it is this the lizards who who I get guested on their album? I'll, I'll find lizards. out in the in eleven seconds. In eleven seconds, I will know if it's seconds. the if it's the lizards. We have the eleven seconds the delay in case I curse. No, it's not. It's just. It's just streaming. We've done pretty good. <laughs> so far, so good. Because I have the fear of student. <laughs> Students. I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid of. Anne Marie doesn't <laughs> curse ever. She is is has a clean clean vocabulary. Okay. Um, so, do you want to talk about who's playing on your album? I, mean, I know you mentioned your friend Phil. Or do you want to wait? Is that a spoiler, or do you um, want to? I can I can drop a few names. All right. So I have um, my friend Phil is the most recent one who did a some stuff for me i have you're gonna put down some stuff you're gonna put down some solos for me i've already put down stuff i'm done nope you have guitar solos that you've promised me <sighs> i called Which john petrucci whining? to do them he I'm, stop whining I'm waiting, I'm waiting to hear back from Listen, john petrucci if jp is in on that you're out you're out castellano <laughs> You're yeah, right. that's why i haven't done it yet i'm still waiting for his email okay. back <laughs> I, I emailed him three years ago i still haven't heard back but so i, I have <laughs> I'm hopeful though. I think he'll do it. So I have, um, I have my friend Phil's most recent one I recorded. Uh, my old drummer Erica, my current drummer Joey is on a couple tunes. My friend Matt is playing guitar and drums on one of the songs. Um, I'm gonna have um, 
I don't know if she knows it yet, but my friend Caitlin is going to sing some backup vocals on some stuff. Um, Nicole Pignatelli, who's in the Bettys with me, and Erica is going to play, uh, sing some stuff. Um, I have, oh, Danny. Danny and John were on, on that one song. Uh, so I have John Michelli and Danny Miranda on a song. That's the heaviest song on the album. It's, it's really heavy. They're, they're the people to ask about that for that um i have my friend good friend jesse bloom um who's touring with the mr wives right now he did some trumpet stuff for me on two songs and he actually played trumpet and piano on a jazz ballad so we have like a very heavy like like rock rock and roll song and then i also have a jazz well, ballad i'll tell in the you same breath i'll tell so. you from hearing bits and pieces of it as you're working on it because i haven't really heard it I heard it when it when you were demoing these songs, but like now that you've added you know significant layers to it, I haven't heard it. But I will tell you, uh, the audience, uh, a few things, and it's that that when you if you're thinking of a you know singer songwriter female album, um, there's there's none of this happening. Like, and I'm singing songs about oh, things and oh, the flowers. Oh. There's none of that happening. It's oh, every there's oh. no there's no ukulele and girls singing into the side of their mouth. It's Amory singing really cool, diverse styles, a lot of different influences, and the production is is outrageous. There's different types of orchestration yes. and instrumentation on every song, and and weird things like oh, my friend Eric Cooper um, is playing cello on that one song. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Uh, my friend Mike Gambino is playing drums on stuff. There's a lot of different things happening here. So when oh my friend Isaac yeah I can't I can't forget Isaac Isaac uh, he's in that ba- um, a band talk they're incredible like I mean all these people once once the album's out and like you know I have an actual list of names this is kind of like these are all my friends and these are the people that I grew up playing with and making music with in different capacities and it's just it just feels right to have them on this so you know? when when are, when are you gonna be done with it well honestly I'm I. After the after graduation this week, I'm going to be able to dive back into hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been finishing up Tiger's Fang, so we'll get to that in a second. Needing the studio, but I, I'll be able to get in the studio. I have a stack of papers about this big to grade that I've been neglecting because of the concert. So once that's all over, um, the wed- I have like four weddings this weekend. After that, I'm in. I'm in, and hopefully my voice will be back enough to finish up the medi- medium, medium, not even medium. Like I only have a little bit of vocal tracking left to do. Do you have like a checklist that you work on? I do. Okay. Would you like to see it? Sure. It's upstairs. No. Okay. <laughs> it used to be over there, but then you moved it. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was yep. in my space. Okay. Sorry. We have a few... Um... Oh, my favorite Aerosmith song, Sam. Um, okay, yes. Living on the Edge. But you knew that. Still. It's in D. Richard. <laughs> the world today, don't know what it is, something's wrong with the lies, see, in a different world, and God knows it ain't his, I forget this, I was living the
I love that song. That's a great song. That's a Mark that Hudson. Was the, that was the last song in the cassette tape that I had, and I would, you know, I would like listen to music as I was falling asleep, and I would just like, yes, cassette tape, yes, cassette tape, and I would just fall asleep listening to that song every night. I love that. I've, oh, it's so good. I've seen Aerosmith so several times. They're great. That's one of the best, I mean, still one of the best shows I've ever seen. He's just the penultimate performer. He's a huge musical influence, vocally. If I've ever told my Aerosmith story on the, the podcast, please stop me, but I'm going to tell it right now. Um, and if you tell me, I'll probably be finished with the story by the time I get the feedback <laughs> from the chat. Not after this long introduction. Oh, God. Dave's right. Sorry, Dave. Um, so... We played with Aerosmith. You never finished the story. <laughs> That's because I stopped. I just stopped because Dave, you know, pointed it out to me that I could be verbose sometimes and and long winded. Um, or maybe because I was inter- <laughs> interrupting you too much. Uh, so we played with Aerosmith, and and I knew it was on the books. Blue Oyster Cult with Aerosmith. We were opening, and um, it was in Florida. And one of my best friends, uh, Damien Scro. Uh, he's a huge Aerosmith fan, and I told him, I said, hey, we're opening for Aerosmith. Why don't you come Come down? Me and Damien had a band, Roundhouse Kick, that played Aerosmith. Love in an elevator. Thank you for that. Thank Continue. you for that, that little interjection. I just want you to not finish your story. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, Damien came down, and uh, he... I thought that, like, Steven Tyler was going to be hiding out the whole time and, and not accessible. Like, we got there, and Steven Tyler came right out and was like, hey, guys, what's up? You know, and he was like, everything you would imagine and, and want him is to be. Is he like how he is on that commercial with the Skittles and the face? Yes. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? Yes. it's. Oh, yes. Uh, Jared is pointing out that his sister has big ones. Yes. Yes, she does. That is true, Jared Pressman. Your sister has big ones. Beat him to the lions. No, that's no, that's a that's a good story. But anyway, but uh, okay. Yes. Sorry. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll post pictures. Uh, so there's um, so Stephen Tyler was backstage and I and I said Stephen. You're miming big ones. I, so I said Stephen. <laughs> I said Stephen. I brought my friend Damien here, who's a huge fan of yours, and he was like, "Hey man, what's up?" And he gave Damien a big hug, and Damien was just like so happy, and it was awesome. But what I'm going to tell this the the funny thing that happened is after hanging out all day with with Steven Tyler, he's the coolest guy, and I'm just like standing backstage, and and their set is over, and they were incredible, and he was incredible, and he uh, a limo pulls up from to get into him, like, well, look at this shit, like Steven Tyler is like he's he's watch your potty mouth. I'm sorry, he's about to like he played a a show. There's always like chicks like you know backstage screaming for him, and he just like walks off nonchalantly and just goes into a limo. I'm like. I'm not even like waving at him. I'm just like observing this like rock star moment, and he and he he turns his head. He goes, "Hey man, have a good night. Nice meeting you." And he and he goes to do this to pound me, right? And I give him the handshake, and then he changes to the pound, and I change. No, he changed the handshake, and I change to the pound, and we go back three times. And he we just do this, like we just. He goes, "Yeah, yeah." You kung fu. You you know, kung he, does, fu you know, he does this. We do this. We did this. 
I'll show one other thing here. We did this like sort of swirly thing, and then he goes, "Yeah, yeah, see you later." And I'm like, and then I'm you sitting there, you, you I'm sitting there running, like thinking to myself, "I just had an awkward moment with Steven Tyler in front of like 200 people, because <laughs> everybody, because it's not like when you have it. Usually, like in in normal everyday life, when you have an awkward moment, it's just it's just you and you look around to see like you know how bad the damage is. Like, okay, only <laughs> these 10 people saw it, right? But at that moment. I pretty much knew, like, everybody here is looking at Steven Tyler. And Steven Tyler just decided to, you know, try to elevate my coolness by interacting with me. And I totally, you know, followed suit with my normal character and was a complete doofus about the whole thing. Hi. Hi, Steven. Hi, nice to meet you. Steven Tyler slap fight. Yes. <laughs> Celebrity death match over here. Uh, who is, who is Moy Guapo Grant? I guess Moy your name Guapo. Is, I guess your name Grant. is Grant. <laughs> Um, yes, Mr. Magician, uh, Magic Man. Sorry, I keep reading that wrong because it's in yellow. Um, I love punk music. And I used to listen to it a lot when I was younger. And my mom loves punk music too. She lived in England for a while. So, I mean, she's got all that good stuff. She's got all that good stuff. Um, my favorite uh, punk... I, I'm not like a huge punk fan, but like I, I, you know, I'm growing to appreciate it. But I, I'd say, I don't know, is this a punk... Is Living End punk... Because like, that would be my favorite. I love punk. Living End, though. Whatever they are, I love them. I mean, they're kind of like this Psycho weird... Billy? Yeah, they're they like call Psycho that? Billy. They're a little bit ska. They're a little bit punk. They're a little bit... Um... I mean, are the Ramones punk? Do you consider the Ramones yeah. punk? So then that, that's probably my favorite punk band. Yeah, okay. The Ramones. Okay. What's yours? Um, I actually really loved this band, Tsunami Bomb, when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I still love them. Um, I can't sing my favorite song though, because within the first four words, there's a very obvious curse. But it's called Lemonade. It's a, it's a great song. It's lovely. Um, but they were like this chick band, or there was a chick singer. I I don't know. I didn't. I'm really bad with like who's in bands and their names and whatever. <clears throat> but I love 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 their music. I had all of them. I oh, had all of them. Mr. Magic Man uh, looks like he does know uh, Living End and their ska. He, that's yeah, what he calls they're more it. ska, but they have like that rockabilly thing going on with the upright. I yeah. saw them. Oh, so good. Whoever that guitar player is in that band, The Living End, is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to take a uh, a quick point to a quick uh, moment just to uh, get some business out of the way. Um, if you use Amazon, please support BandGeek by using our Amazon link. I'm sure everybody here knows this already, so I'll do it very quickly. Go to riotcast.com slash bandgeek. At the top of the page, there's an Amazon banner. Before you do any shopping at Amazon, click that banner. And when you add your items to cart, a small percentage of your purchase goes to supporting the show and doesn't cost you anything extra, and we really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to show us some love, there's also a tip jar right below on your screen, and that's a PayPal donation. Uh, we re- we really appreciate that. We bought a new camera with them. We bought Andy a nice stool. So everything we get goes back into the podcast to be able to do this more frequently and to have better gear to make it sound better and look better. So we really appreciate that. Not begging for money, just telling you it's, it's over there. So thank you very much. Um, so getting back to some of the other questions, uh, Peggy Vogel wants to know when Danny and Bobby are going to be on again. You know, that's a... Interesting question because for a while Danny was the you know he was the bass player for Band Geek, and uh, isn't aren't they touring right now? Yeah, is Meatloaf playing tonight? I th- I think Meatloaf is playing tonight. Danny's on tour right now, so he's working. And when they tour, they go out for like weeks at a time. That's the I real understand. reason Danny's on tour. But also the thing is, 
even though geographically you'd think Staten Island and Long Island are pretty close to each other, it's it's sort of a schlep. So oh, that's why it. yeah, it's like two hours away. It's nuts. So it's it's and that's so, not even like Montauk deep. It's sort of tough to get people to drive down here uh, to play like two or three songs for uh, for you know for free and you know for pizza pretty much. So that's that's the reason. Oh yeah, Moy Guapo said he saw Meatloaf a few weeks ago and he's on tour right now. Are you calling Danny? I'm calling him. Yes, I love when you call him on the podcast. Uh, he's probably on stage right now, but I'll call him anyway. Oh, I love when you call him on the podcast. That used to be like a bit that we did. Yeah. You just call Danny randomly in the middle of the podcast and have him be vulgar and lovely. I think he's playing. That's awesome. This, Where is he playing? This is riveting, uh, riveting entertainment right now. Okay, while you No, no, do he's that, not there. He's not there. I'm sorry. Let's uh, scroll up and look at some of the questions. Yeah, because there are actually questions over. now. Oh, we should do that bit again. Just randomly call him. <laughs> that was the greatest bit. I loved it. We got to like stick that in there. Even an encore. Be like, that could be one of the lifelines. Call Danny and have him make something up and whatever he says wins. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know the words to any songs. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying call Danny. And, and whatever he says is what it really is. Oh, thank you, uh, Jarrett, for posting the link right there. Thanks. You're a good guy. Buddy. Another thing I want to point out is that, oh, thank you very much for following us. Very nice, Samantha. Um, another thing I want to point out is I just had a, um, we have a few things in store for the show coming up. And, um, another thing is that, uh, we might be changing streaming homes again. We're not sure. Uh, we, we know you guys like this. We know you, you liked, um, Amplify. Uh, but you know, I was talking to the guy who runs the network and, and he was saying, I, I need to try out uh, YouTube, which I was not aware that you can actually stream on YouTube. Uh, supposedly, if you have X amount of uh, followers, you could or subscribers, I should say, you can stream on YouTube. Now, so we might do that. When you stream on YouTube, does it automatically archive it and it becomes a YouTube yeah, video? Yeah, if you want. Oh, that's so great! Cutting out the middle. Yeah, but the only thing is, like sometimes I like to go back and mix and make things sound better, you know. Yeah, well, that's why we don't live stream all the time. <laughs> oh, thank you, random particle. Oh, hello, random particle. Oh, welcome, random. Uh, okay, so we have some more questions here. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Do you like uh, Alkaline Trio? I love Alkaline Trio. I love Alkaline Trio. Fine. Lowering your mic. Lower my mic. Lower my mic. Lowering your freaking mic. Wham! Why don't I call the Wambulance? All right. There you go. Howdy. Um, I love Alkaline Trio. Didn't what's his face just join Blink One Eighty Two? Isn't That's that what the, he just said. Yeah, is that what he said? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I love Alkaline Trio. Actually, my um, my sister-in-law has a band, um, and even though they don't, she has a, a punk band. Your and stepsister. My stepsister, step- yeah. sister-in-law, stepsister. Uh, I have both of those now. Yeah. Um, my stepsister has a band, Silver Silver, and they're really, really awesome. You should check them out. They're very good. They're excellent. I mean, it's that CD's on repeat in my car right now. But some of the vocal melodies reminded me of a lot of Alkaline Trio. Um, and it's a chick singer, and uh, she's not the singer, though. She's the guitarist, and she's awesome. They're awesome. Uh, Moi Guapo Grant has two questions. What is yes. your favorite Japanese-style RPG, and what is your favorite Western-style RPG? Oh. Also, we are using the song Harvest Moon as our wedding song, and that is... Uh, and that is my fiance. As and, that is oh, my as that is my, my song. Very, very Harvest nice. Harvest Moon is one of my favorite Blue Oyster Cult songs, so good pick. Good yeah. pick. 
I uh, I don't know the words to that because there's about three hundred words. Hold on, that's and I think that's Jarrett's one of Jarrett's favorite BOC songs. I will love this place has a history. The people lived over here, and then no, see, it's terrible. Um, Just give me a second. So anyway, uh, the two questions: favorite Japanese style RPG. Okay. Um, I'll start with the Western-style one because that's the easier one. Uh, my favorite Western-style RPG is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That's uh, a Western-style? Yeah, because it's not Asian. It's a it's American. Oh, like Western yeah. music? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he meant like Western like cowboys. Um, is that does uh, does Knights of the Old Republic uh, meet your requirement for a Western-style RPG? Okay, we'll find that in eleven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play Harvest Moon again. I have the I have the lyrics. Whoops. Do you even know this band? This place has a history. The Spaniards settled here. They burned the towns and fields. They moved away from here. My grandma often told me she knew it peaceful here. The war took all the vigor. War took the best from here. When the wind turns ah, blows the leaves from the trees. Harvest ah, moon. I see the days grow short. Thank you, John. I hear the nights grow cold. Moon. I'm feeling restless. Old people feeling Harvest old. Moon. I sense the darkness clearing. I feel a presence Harvest here. Moon. A change in the weather. I love this time Harvest of year. Moon. Are you guys getting married in October? Please say yes. So, okay, yeah, so uh, Grant said that Star Wars is a Western RPG. So, uh, or Western, yeah, Western RPG. So, Japanese, I mean, I guess um, I played Final Fantasy. But you know what? I don't love Final Fantasy. The, the one I liked that was Japanese was Way of the Samurai. That's probably we were October 4th. We were October 4th, Moy Guapo. Moy Guapo Grant is getting married well, on Harvest October Moon, that's 2nd. a very appropriate song. Very, very nice. Um, is it, Wait, uh, Joe, Joey says we're too low. Are okay. we Are, are we, we too low, too people? Are we too low for everybody? Or is Joe just needs to plug in headphones like a big boy? I'm oh, sorry, I love Joe. I can't help but bust your jobs. Joe was on Encore with us. He was the drummer um, two weeks ago. If, if I need to turn the whole thing up, let me know. It's no problem at all. I can do it right from here. I have a knob. Yes. He has a knob. Um, so yeah, the, my favorite uh, Japanese one is probably Way of the Samurai. I tried to like Yakuza. I could never get through it. Um, but yeah, Way of the Samurai I I ever, 3. I don't know if I ever um, played a Japanese RPG. I mean, Heavy Rain isn't Japanese, though, but it's... It's... Like, I mean, the only... Like, kind of Japanese-ish game that I loved with Samurai Warriors, and that's not an RPG. I love that game. Love that game. Yeah, the, but see, the thing is, Japanese role-playing games are a very uh, specific uh, niche sort of field. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are people who only play that. My friend Steve Korn, who I'm trying to get on the podcast, he's a huge Japanese uh, role-playing game fan. Or I think he's just a Japanese, you know, en- entertainment fan. <laughs> um. But, uh, I mean, for me, Knights of the Old Republic is 
way up there, but also all the Elder Scroll games. Like, I really wasted years of my life. Yeah, Amory loves Elder Scrolls. <laughs> oh my god. Like, I've played Oblivion a great many times. I've played Skyrim a great many times. Those are good, too. Uh, and But you've played Final Fantasy, too. No. You never did? Nope. I thought you took... Um, I had this one sleepover in middle school where we played Final Fantasy, I want to say six. It was, I slept over at my friend Lynn's house and we played it until... Or no, no, we played Final Fantasy until six in the morning. And that was my, my only foray into Final Fantasy. Okay, now John Johnson asked a question before about going to see... No, uh, I never played those, Mr. Magician. Tales of Symphonia. Uh, John Johnson asked, how often do you see someone locally and ask yourself, why is this person only playing here and who are they? Well, the first person is Anne-Marie. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, Staten Island Hello. Staten Island gets uh, a bad rap uh, just because of all the you know stereotype and stuff like that. But there are a lot of talented people here. And, you know... I, like, it's... it's- extraordinary actually like you, this, there's so much talent on this one island and also we're a 20 minute or 25 minute drive from from new york city so drive, take the ferry but but my point it. is it you know people ask me um hey did you watch the voice last night did you see american idol and i'm like i can't watch that i, I see people who could sing better than those people you know on my way to work you know so yeah. it's like it to me i just feel i john i feel like that all the time all the time and and i just don't know you know, this is I, I I'm gonna warn that I might go on a rant right now, um, and that's you know the the fact that a lot of people, especially kids, don't want to pay for music anymore. That makes it hard for them to dictate the kind of music that is uh, presented to them by the the record industry. So that sort of has like a ripple effect, and, and kids go like, oh, how come? You know, all this stuff sucks, or how come only the good old old bands were the good bands? And I say, well, because your favorite band, they can only make a couple albums because you don't want to buy them. You know, yeah. nobody <laughs> so, pays for music, and it's it's bad, especially like if it's new music, man. You have to, you must. All so the music. all the, all the music has to have like a very, um, but you know, there's listen. You know me, I'm a pop fan. I love, I love, uh, I love Katy Perry. But Curly Sue won the Voice. I heard that. What? Don't you think she has an unfair advantage? That's unfair. So you should probably raise the volume a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. A tiny bit, okay. Scotch. I'm raising it a tiny bit, Ach. so Joe Martin can hear what we're doing better. All right. <laughs> so um, the yeah, the, I mean that that's the thing. Like if there's tons of talented people that I see, and this is something one of my college professors told me. He said, like, nowadays, it's not enough to just be talented. Like, you have to be the total package. You have to be the person that has the the talent, not only the, the talent uh, and the writing ability, but also the, um... oh, hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, you there. Hey, EB. Um, you also have to have, you know, a look, a persona, and all these sort of things. So to answer your question, yes, I do, I do see a lot of people like that, and I wonder, like, hey, yeah, man, what are you doing here? Like Billy Joel said. Okay, anyway, so we have more questions. Did you see that video I posted the other day? Of what, the guy burning the piano? <laughs> that was not funny. No, I did uh, uh, It started out, a, a fellow musician posted this, and I, I just cried tears of laughter as he's looking up these questions. 
it was a guy, it says, how to play Piano Man when somebody asks you to play it in a bar. And he starts playing. So you start with a C, and you do a, a G over B, and then he said an A minor, but it's really an F over A. Uh, so he got that wrong, but that's where he stopped. And he did it in the wrong key, too. Did he? Yeah, it's in C. What key did he put it in? D. Oh, whack. And then he's like, and then you take gasoline, you pour it all over the keys, and you open up the piano, and... Do that, and then you attach a flare to your. I love mower. Billy Joel, so I. Don't no, I love Billy Joel too. I love Billy Joel. It's I don't just, get where all the hatred for Billy Joel comes in. I'm no, sorry. No, that wasn't hatred for Billy Joel. That was that was annoyance for people asking for that song. It just went right over your head, right over your head. It did. It did. You know what? It was hilarious, and I'll I love play, Billy Joel. I'll play. I'll play Piano Man anytime. I love that song. So. That's all I'm saying. I love Billy Joel. Okay, whatever. We ain't arguing that. I love him. He's the greatest songwriter probably to ever live. He wrote my favorite song ever. Which one is that? For the longest time. Ah, uh, we should do that on a show one day. We did. No, we like we should make like like actually do. No, it? like on when I first started doing the podcast, one of my first like I had a list of all the shows I wanted to do, and actually like the first show, the first uh, thing on the list was Anne sings Disney princess songs. Hmm. So that was that was something. Two years later. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I'm glad we didn't try to do that early on because that would have been bad. Like it took it took us a real, you know, long time to just hone this in and figure out how to do it. And also, like, I had to figure out how, like how to set it up first because there was a lot of prep that went into that, and and not just oh, for yeah. me. No, we not we, just we were me. more prepared to do that as a as a podcasting entity. Yeah, I mean, like, and a band. Honestly, we, we've been playing with each other for a long time now. No, but I mean, the the real thing that impressed me about that. I mean, usually it's sort of. Uh, one-sided, not one-sided, but lopsided. Uh, when we pick a specific song, and and someone says, "Okay, we're doing a song, and it's got like a crazy guitar solo in it," so the guitar player will learn it a little more, or the vocals hard. And, but with especially like Bell, when we did that on the podcast, oh, everything was hard. Everybody really everybody, brought it. Everybody yeah. brought it. I mean, like especially Jarrett, and I got to give him. And I hate talking about him when he can hear me, but um, Jarrett really impressed. Stop being so filled with bile and hate. Jarrett really impressed me and impressed everybody. But you had to preface that with like mean comments. It's just, it's my way. So yeah. Um, he he was Glad super super duper prepared. Um, he took on a lot of work. He not only like especially with Bell, he sort of like figured out all the parts and who was going to do what, and he had that done. And that was one less thing for me to do. And then you know when. And then when he did it, he was so good and did such a great job, and you know, just doing all the voices and turning on them like like that fast. So I was very impressed by that, Jarrett. So enjoy this. This is the last time I'll ever compliment you. I'm going to go back to not liking you for the rest of the time. They're more married than we are. And and also, you know, I got to give props to our keyboard player for that night, uh, Jason Wexler, who yeah, was man. who was really wonderful. And Phil did his homework, and Andy did his homework, and Andy was of course brilliant. And you know, it, it was just. It was it was a real team effort, and it, I'm glad it came out the way it did. But um, also on that list was the longest time. Like I wanted to do, I wanted to have you like teach everybody well, how to I sing wrote, that. Well, did you do that because I did that choral? Well, yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. But I, like, I thought it would be interesting to see people like see you teaching everybody the the uh, the uh, the arrangement, and everything like that. And after last week's podcast where I did, you can't do that by the Beatles. 
uh, everybody's asking me like we want more of that we want more of that so that's cool. i'll try to do more of that i but i might have to to be honest i might have to have andy in the room with me when i do that because i picked you can't do that because it's one of like the 10 songs i could play on drums like i'm not a great drummer i can but also it must be easy to have like a, if you're trying to if you're on the clock to mm-hmm. have like a hand uh, have a studio assistant because yeah. you're trying to, it's not like you know, sure, he was able to do that in, in an hour. Would it take you an hour? You did an hour? Yeah, I did, I did it in an hour. I didn't even see it yet. I'm sorry. I'm a bad wife. But, no, no, it's okay. Um, it's just, I mean, do you guys think that that should be something that I have to do by myself? Or is it cheating if I have Andy there playing drums and maybe keyboard? Just because, like, I know from doing the Bohemian Rhapsody video by myself, like, the drums and the keyboard took me so long because I'm just, like, you know, especially, especially drums. Drums are just tough for me. I'm just, you know, I don't play drums every day. Uh, and Andy's a really great drummer. So. Hey, Sir Dacian. And Joe says we need to do scenes from an Italian restaurant as a duo from start to finish. Right now? Right now. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Me neither. Why are we listening to Joe? Why are we listening to him? He's not even here. I'm just kidding, but awesome. Because <laughs> Joe rules everything around me. Why are we listening to you? Because <laughs> the ghost of him is still at that drum set from last night. We want to know what my favorite Billy Joel song is? Um. Down Easter Alexa. Oh. Okay, so for the longest time, it's my favorite song ever. But that's my favorite Billy Joel song. Well, I'm on the Down Easter Alexa. And I'm cruising through Black Island Sound They have shown it across For the vineyard But tonight I, I am Nantucket bound We took on diesel back in my talk yesterday That's such a good song Oh man, we, we, played, we played a gig in, in Long Island uh, band, Almost Easy and um, I remember me and Pete drove up there, and we just blasted because we were like in the sound. Blasted that, blasted that the whole way home, and then like just went on a that's crazy. That's a beautiful Billy Joel. song. Wow. That's when when we saw him play at Madison Square Garden, and Isaac Perlman came out. I was I was crying tears. Oh yeah, we went to go crying. see Billy Joel at, at at MSG, and and they wheeled out Isaac Perlman, and he played like a beautiful. <laughs> They played a beautiful rendition <laughs> rendition of that. It was beautiful. Um, Sir Dacian. You can't make a job as a, make a living as a sh- shoreman anymore? Yes. Jared? Oh, Sir Dacian likes that we randomly break into song. It's This is what it's like just being... Oh, yeah, yeah. oh my <laughs> God. I'm just going to turn your microphone off. I'm turning it off. Oh, my God. I was waiting for that. Oh. Why don't you turn me down on your headphones? No. I don't hear myself at all in here. I'm going to turn you way up 
in your own freaking headphones. <laughs> Here, that's all you. Okay, are you loud enough hey. now, dear? Okay, good. Hey. Why don't I put the pan on the microphone? Um, here's another thing, uh, uh, Joe. Did you know, here's a little piece of trivia. The current drummer for Billy Joel's, Joel's band is Chuck Berge, who was in Blue Oyster Cult. See? Ooh. Trivia! I don't oh. know why I did that. Did we miss any, did we miss any questions? Because I think I'm going to wrap it up. Scroll, scroll up. Scroll up. Let's do, let's do a recap. Do we miss anything? Oh, uh, Mr. Magician wants to know if we collect vinyl. Um, nope. I have a couple of pieces of like Beatles vinyl. I think my father-in-law gave me one, and I think. Um, oh, I have it in the bathroom. It's right there. Yeah, and. Uh, it's timeless. I think. Oh no, I, I just have that one. I just have. Yeah, you know, I don't. You know, I don't have the gear to listen to, to vinyl. I'm. I, I hate to say it, like I listen to everything, on the phone now. I, I put all the music on here and I listen to it like that. I I'm, first got into the Beatles on vinyl. My dad had. Um, I think it was Sergeant. It was Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, it was Sergeant Pepper, um, and he had a record player in his room, and I snuck into him his room one day. It was like I was in the sixth grade, and I just started taking out all his records, and I was listening to that on vinyl. That's how I got into that band. Yeah, so, I mean, vinyl's definitely cool, and supposedly vinyl sounds better. It, it's, it sounds better than CD and digital because it's an analog format. Warm, yeah. Well, it's not even that. It's just with, with digital, you have to break sounds into little bits. Oh, into samples? Yeah, and yeah. Um, into samples. And uh, tape and vinyl is an analog format, so there is no degradation at all. It's compl- It's like one-to-one. You're getting exactly what the artist laid down. Yeah, that's a- yeah it's amazing. And, and absolutely, absolutely, it definitely sounds better. Whoa, mystery, Mr. Magic Man. Mr. Magic Man has a couple thousand. Holy records. crap. Oh, my gosh. It really does sound better. It's magical. It's magical. There's something just something about the the purity, not perfection, the purity of um, older recordings that they were just okay, and it was it's a moment captured in time, and that's why we we don't have that nowadays. But Everything's now it, too clean. Yeah, but now what they're doing, which is sort of like defeats the purpose, is that they're um, they're taking digital masters and pressing them onto vinyl. So to me, that defeats the purpose. That defeats the purpose because you're you're writing the the sample rate, right? Yeah, it's it's already digital. That's it. It's not you're not. It's no longer like an analog of the original tape. That's that's it's screwed at that point. Huh? I don't like that. Oh, Joey likes Liberty DeVito. You, do you know I got to play with Liberty DeVito? I played with him uh, at the Nam show, and I made fast friends with him because we were doing a, a like a. A celebrity rock jam obviously not me but um buck was doing it and uh one of the songs he picked for the jam was buck's boogie which we've done on the show before it's a very difficult song lots of little breaks and cuts and and arrangement things and tricks and stuff like that so to have like a group of guys play that with like one rehearsal was a lot to ask and 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 by one rehearsal i mean one rehearsal to get down like 30 songs so um Liberty DeVito came up to me after that rehearsal and he said, "Hey, you, you're my buddy. I'm gonna watch you for the for the whole thing." So that's how I how I uh, became that friends. Was there for that, right? Yeah, that's how I became friends with Liberty DeVito. Very nice guy. Um, okay, so I think we got everything. Let's see. Yeah, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of plugging right now. Check this out. This week. 
I, I don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure that's it's when it's going to happen. It's Wednesday night now. I believe on Friday we are we will be releasing the next chapter of the Tiger's Fang Saga. Oh, it's so soon. Yep. It's, I finished it last night at like 4 in the morning. Uh, I'm super, super excited. Uh, the thing is, I don't want to talk too much about it because we're going to do a podcast about Tiger's Fang, and that's probably going to be the next one. And I'm going to have uh, the two guys that I made those movies with uh, accompany me. So um, I don't want to talk too much about it, but we started this one five years ago, and this was the most demanding one in terms of post-production and it just, it was too big of a job for us to do. In, Did you stop it because of Morning Starlet album, right? You I stopped, stopped doing it. it. You were like, I, I'm making too many movies. I need to make music. And then you did the Morning Starlet album. That was, um, that, <laughs> somebody is would like he, to know. Is uh, he? Is the master finally found? Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> is he? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, the master's been hanging up there for about, Eight years. The master's dead. I'm sorry to say. No. No, they've been feeding. Oh. The, they've been feeding the master. Um, they've been feeding the master Ilios pizza, so he should. Be, <laughs> so, so the master should be okay. He's hanging up there, and he has Ilios pizza. No, L and B. It's it's supposed according to the master, it's the same thing. <laughs> so uh, his his wrists do hurt. Yes, his wrists so. his wrists are in pain. And his, his stomach hurts from all the, the acidity from the uh, the tomato sauce and the... Uh, and his lips are cold. And his lips are cold. Um, <laughs> so uh, when are we doing the next Jam Game podcast? The next... Um, encore? Encore. The pro- Encore, 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 Encore. Yeah, I think we'll do that in a few weeks. I just wanted... There's a couple things we, we have to do. I think a few things I have planned in terms of guests. And, I, and I'm, I'm really going to be promoting the, the movie uh, pretty hard. But... We're gonna do. Oh, so you're gonna be on tour for like a week and a half. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, Blue Oyster Cult gigs coming up too. So um, bear with us, guys. We'll be back. Promise. Yeah. Um, I I always have like the idea to do one of these from the road, but it's very hard just because, you know. And a lot of people ask like, oh, you know, can you do this while you're on the road? Can you do that? Can you come see this? Can you? It's very difficult, and you know, just because we're on a very tight schedule and we don't have much time to to do anything except for the gig. So it's t- it's tough to squeeze this sort of thing in while we're on the road, but um, I'll do my best. Uh, but I think we're going to do a podcast about the movie, uh, which I've been dying to do because there's a lot to talk about. And uh, look for the movie this Friday. It's going to come out. It's going to be on YouTube. It's Tiger's Fang Ten. I this don't... Friday or next Friday, June third. No, this coming Friday in two days. What? Yeah, yeah, because we're on a timetable, and you know, no, it's uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay. Just look at that back to back. Yeah, this is a great this is a great little exchange we saw, and I'll tell the people who can't read this right now. Um, <clears throat> our mystery follower, hey you there, wants to know when 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 you guys are playing. And then Jarrett said, When are you coming to Tulsa? Okay, I'm done. And now ever coming My to job. Canada. Uh, look what you did. You know what? You deserve this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you deserve this. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to Gonna release it on Friday, and then we'll have a podcast following that. And then the following Friday, I have a surprise. It's Tiger's Fang related, but it's a surprise. So I think we're going to wrap it up now. This weekend, or it's, they wanted to know. The people want to know. Oh, what's, hey, what's you the date? there? Want to know where you're playing? You're playing Kentucky this weekend, and Michigan, 
my mom's moving to Michigan this weekend. Ah. And then you're playing in Michigan. <laughs> no. Richie sounds like the Chewbacca mom. That's what Joe Martin just I'm said. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> and then you're in Baraboo, Wisconsin. Uh, the following weekend, and you're in St. Charles, and you're in Littleton, Colorado. Are you going to read the whole schedule now? Yep, but then at the end of the month, right? That's the end of the month where you're going to like all the crazy... No, that's in July. You're going to the Europe tour? Yes. Right? Where are you going in Europe? At various places. That's wow. That means I don't know. Okay. Thank you very, very much, guys, for uh, joining us. Um, oh, can I say anything about the Alan Tribute Show? We are doing a show to pay tribute to Alan. That's probably all I could say. Um, there, what can I say? There is a set list, and I am going to start learning songs, and I, I suspect that I'm going to have to do a lot of metronome work because Alan's keyboard parts are very challenging, and... Um, that's all I could say about that. It's really uh, the hardest part of my job in Blue Oyster Cult is covering Alan's keyboard parts. They're very involved and they're very cool. And and they, they go from, you know, classical sounding to, to you know, rock and roll to blues sounding. So there's a lot lot for me to do. Oh, I Richie, can, County Money says, Richie, can you do the Killer Queen solo? Yes. Oh, he taught me that once. Who's Count Money? No, you taught me that. I don't... Who are you, Count DeMoney? Hey, Count DeMoney. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is it DeMoney? Oh, thank you. Oh, the funds for the show will be donated to the American Lung Association. Which one? The Alan? The Alan Lanier Tribute That's Show. excellent. I am, I'm glad we're doing it. And uh, it was very, even though it was brief, it was very cool to be in a band with, with Alan. Um, I'll share uh, one of my favorite memories is... Alan and I did not like the same kinds of music, uh, probably because I was a Beatles guy and he was a Stones guy. So there were a few uh, occasions where we had to uh, drive together to gigs, and Alan, uh, he, uh, we would, I'd put on Little Richard because that was like our common thing that both of us loved. Like I'm a, I'm a huge Little Richard fan. He's probably my favorite singer, and uh, and I put on, you know, you. Uh, you keep a knocking and all, all the stuff, and you know I have like a whole album of Little Richard stuff. But then I put on, uh, I, I might as well just play it. I put on this album for for, for Alan. I'm going to play it for you really quick. It's your student, David. Oh David, hey, David. Hey David, what's up? What's up? I, I'll play that in a second. Um, okay, I'm going to play this one thing for you guys. That's that's un. And I played, I'll tell you what happened after I played this. Hold on. Oh, you have that all hooked up ready to go? It's all hooked up and ready to go. Swedish Elvis. (laughs) Well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? I'm meek like a man of verse in three. My friends are not in the dwellers, my boy. I'm alone, I'm all shook up. Ah, ah. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. 
Yes, Island Philart. So, so I played this for Alan in the car, and he was like, "What the hell is this?" And he played. It. And when that part happened where he jumps the beat, Alan almost crashed the car into a, <laughs> into a gas station with a rent a car. He almost drove off the road, and it was take that off immediately. <laughs> so that was my. Uh, oh, yeah, did I ever tell you that that I ran into David at the airport? You, you did tell me that, and you shared but a was, cab. Thank you, David. Okay, David. We almost shared a cab. We almost did. Oh wait, did I? No. Yes. Uh, let's no, see if I remember this. Uh, oh, you know what? On my Variax here, I have a Brian May sound. Yeah? I think I do. So there Playful it is. As a pussycat, momentarily out of action. No. David, I miss you. We're saying that. Um, okay, I think we can finish it up if there are no more questions. I had a great time. This was fun. We didn't kill each other. We Very didn't good. yell at each other. We were so nice. Guys, that's the most talking we've done to each Thank other. Thank you for joining our live marriage counseling. Uh, <laughs> it was very productive for us. Um, that is a great harmony guitar solo. I have a video... Um, Oh, how much is it? I think this guitar is like a grand. Um, they made a Yamaha makes a new one that's a little cheaper. I think it's like nine hundred. This is very handy to have. This thing. This can do. Uh, you know, I'll give you. You know, I didn't really talk about it too much. I'll give you. I'll give you guys the rundown here of what this thing can do. Um, really quickly. So this guitar has like a bunch of different guitars in it. So for example, here's a Telecaster. Here's a strat. So we got that. Here's a Les Paul, you know. Like, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, you have a Les Paul special. A rockabilly guitar. Uh, you have a Rickenbacker. A 12-string Rickenbacker. And it's out of tune, just like yeah, the regular. I was just gonna make that joke. Uh, you have a semi hollows, like a three thirty five. Um, you have you have acoustic guitar, like a jazz box. Acoustic guitars, like I was playing before. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, strings. that's all inside the guitar. It's all inside the guitar. Do you have to be? All right, here's a question. Yeah. Do you have to be plugged into the pod? For, no, do, do no. There's a quarter. There's a quarter-inch jack on the end, on the end of this, and you can plug it right into your computer. I'm plugging it to the pod right now because it's powering it through this little thing. But there's a, a rechargeable battery pack on this that works pretty good. So meaning, can you plug that? Can you just plug that into a regular amp? Yeah. And it'll have all those sounds. Absolutely. Oh, that is crazy. And, and tunings cool. and tunings. But check this out. So I'll go back to the uh, telly for a second. For example, uh, I'll go back to this. All right now, I could never sing it in A. It's too high for me. So I can just go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I said it slow. Don't go so fast. Don't. So now I'm playing in A. But. But it, The tracking it just, is amazing. Yeah, it tracks very well. Also, I've dropped D. I have a uh, slide tunings. I don't have a slide around there, but but there's like dad gad and all this other dad gad fun crap in here. Yeah, it's very cool. But let me do the rest. Is of that the rain song? No, I have that saved in here actually. It's like a C tuning, right? Uh, it's it's specific. You can do. You can also save specific tunings to different pedals. It's crazy. But this is my favorite thing. I have like. Let me go to the uh, clean thing here. Hold on a second. There's my acoustic. It's a ho down and a hoot nanny. Got a banjo. Here's for, this one's for Jared. It's it's listen to the flower people. Sitar there, or Still have the oh I do. Um, it's like. Do you remember how to play the rain song? It's. Yeah, it's, I don't remember the fingerings though. Well, here's a rain song. That's the rain song tuning. I don't remember where to play fingers. Uh, I think try seven. Oh. Yeah. That's it. dating at the time but we were dating but i don't know if we were um together oh thank you joe martin oh he thank you joe $5. i owe you a coffee sir um you let me we called it poop acoustic it was the the, the brown ovation 
And you lent me that guitar, and it was tuned in rain song tuning. Right. And it just lived in my room for like two years when I was living at home with my father. Here's an ex- here's an experiment I was doing for a while with Blue Oyster Cult. Um, I could never get it to sound right though. You know, in Burning for You, it does the like dun 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 the um the little synth things. Mm-hmm. I, for a while, I was playing that on the guitar. Bye, hey out there. Bye, thank you, Evie. So I was doing that with this. It does have a theremin sound. Um, it do- I have a theremin sound. You're killing me. You're killing me in the microphone. And I have my Brian May sound. That's pretty good. And on that note, thank you very much for joining this uh, live streaming Q&A. We had a lot of fun with you guys. I uh, hope you had fun, too. Yeah, did you, so Did you have fun, you Amory? I, I think I did. You think you did? I think I did. You spent an hour with me and had fun? Wow. And, and we're surrounded by wires and things. And wow. And I, I had fun. We'd like to thank you guys for joining us. And uh, if you'd like to see this more, let me know. I thought this was like a fun sort of a hang. Oh, count the money. David wants you to play Spinal Tap. <laughs> Oh, I just did the, the uh, flower people. Maybe that's what he was talking about. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. It was when you were playing, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, John Johnston, thank you very much. Enjoy uh, this episode of Nashville. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody here. We have Bill. We have Michelle. Joel. Uh, we had... Um, Nathan. Nathan. We had... Um, Who's Random Particle? And Sir Dacian. Sir Dacian, Random Particle. We had Joshua Batten. Fenris. Magic Man. Muff. Samantha. Joey Martin. Everybody. Oh, uh, Grant. Dave. Dave. Peggy. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a lot of fun, and we'll see you next time. And hopefully, if all goes to plan, next week will be the Tiger's Fang uh, episode that I've been looking forward to doing. So thank you very much for watching, and have a good night. Kazoo Stallano. That's right.